Do you want to improve your game faster and hit your driver longer? The good news is ShotScope can help you achieve your goals. ShotScope has products for every golfer, such as GPS watches, laser rangefinders, and shot tracking devices designed to lower scores and improve your golf by over four shots on average. I use the Pro LX Plus rangefinder on the course to get my distances. What I love most about ShotScope is tracking my game and reviewing my stats. The great news is your personalized stats are completely free with no yearly subscription. If I can use it, anyone can. Jump over to ShotScope.com today and find the perfect product for you. And remember to use my code page at checkout. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Playing Around podcast. We have your two hosts, Paige and Sam, and we are back from a whirlwind of a trip. We were in Australia for five days. We were in Sydney and in Melbourne, working the entire time. Are you adjusted yet back? Are you, is the jet lag gone? Yeah, I feel like the first few days getting back, I had a really hard time waking up, but I am like, I can go to sleep in this chair right now, I like can go to sleep anywhere. So I feel like I was fine sleeping. It was more the getting up. How are you feeling? Destroyed me. I, I did it wrong. So I, as soon as I got back, I took like a four hour nap, which I should not have done, which was so bad. And then I was going to bed super late and waking up in the middle of the night, just starving. I was so hungry (laughs) during the day I was eating nothing and I was completely flipped for a good four days. And, um, I'm slowly now like getting used to the time change, but this always happens to me. I'm fine going there, but going back is always so difficult, but we both fell in love with Australia. I think it's our new favorite place. New favorite place for sure. And I feel like that's saying a lot considering like we were pretty much working the whole time. We did, we explored a little bit, but I feel like if we would have really explored, we literally might not have come back. (laughs) Yeah. People are like, what did you do for fun? And I was like, nothing. (laughs) We honestly didn't have a second to breathe. It was jam-packed the entire time, but we were in Sydney for a couple days, which we would say is like Newport, San Diego, and then Melbourne is like New York, Chicago. Um, Sydney is hotter, a little bit more humid, more beachy, and then Melbourne, it was just very like city and cool and trendy and hip, um, cooler weather, but two very different vibes. But I enjoyed them both. Which one did you like more? I mean, you know me, I'm definitely a city girl. And I feel like Sydney also had that city vibe. Like when we were where we stayed, the hotel was surrounded by all these big buildings and like bustling streets. And I was like, Oh, my God, this is not what I thought it was going to be like. That's kind of like when people think, obviously, I went to school at Arkansas, but Arkansas is just like grass and pigs and chickens, (laughs) which they're kind of right in some areas. And I feel like if we would have gone to out in like the country to Sydney, we would have seen what we thought it was going to be like. But Overall, like I, I really loved it. And I, I don't know. I don't know which one I liked better. Our uncultured asses, we like showed up. We're like, they have cities here. <laughs> like, what the fuck was wrong with us? They, they, have they thought it was going to be like kangaroos and like in the bush. And like, obviously they have that. But we were like, oh my gosh, this place is like incredible. I mean, I had super high hopes because everyone was like, this place, you're going to fall in love with it. And it couldn't have been more true. And the golf courses there were just, chef's kiss i mean we played new south wales together in a fun little match and then we played a couple holes at royal melbourne and um both were spectacular 
Like, yeah. truly breathtaking. I think New South Wales, they're, they're different. Like, New South Wales, it's by the water. Um, hole five is a signature hole. You, like, come up on this hill. You see the water. is absolutely spectacular. But Royal Melbourne is just an incredible golf course. The way it's laid out, how you have to be strategic about it. It's a course you have to play a bunch to really know it. But I said right after I played it, because I played well when I played there, I said that's a course that I feel like I could have won on if I was playing professionally because it just set up so well for me in my eye. More of like a linksy style golf course. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the New South Wales was such a shock for me. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was not that. And it was so like, I've never really had a true experience where I show someone a picture and I'm like, it doesn't even look like that. Like it, I, I thought I took an incredible photo. <laughs> I, I get home and I'm like showing my mom and dad and I'm like, actually, this looks like shit compared to what it actually looked like. And it was just, I don't think I've ever really had an experience like that as far as a landscape goes. I mean, I've never played Pebble Beach. I've never been there. So I've never really seen a golf course like on water like that, like on a beach. Yeah. But water like that. I mean, it was just like next level beautiful. It's on par with, pun intended, with like a Cypress where you are more focused in on the background and the landscape and less on the golf. And I love golf courses like that because I really don't want to focus on my game anymore. <laughs> yeah, we played, we played well together. We ended up winning our match and the losers had to do a shoey, which was also something that was new for us. Basically, you chug a beer out of your own shoe. Well, technically, it's supposed to be out of your partner's shoe. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was big yikes. And the guy, one of the guys we played with didn't wear socks all day. Um, So that was disgusting. Feel bad for his playing partner. But um, we also learned in Australia that there's a lot of sandbagging going on there. A lot of sandbagging. Yeah, maybe it's something just with down under. They're just confused (laughs) with how the handicaps work. But everyone was like, I'm a 20 handicap. And they're shooting like 75. It's like, what? Yeah, that was very, very suspicious. (laughs) We also got to do some work with the Manly Sea Eagles. And that was kind of my first introduction into um, rugby. No one called it rugby, though. They called it um, footy. Footy, footy. And uh, the guys there were so cool. We played a little golf match first, and then they taught me how to tackle. I just love a good tackle dummy. (laughs) There's nothing you won't do for a tackle dummy. But the funniest (laughs) part was when we were, like, getting ready to go out there. They, like, came up to me, and they were like, so I don't know, like, what Paige really wants to do. We have some options. I'm like, she's going to run and jump on something. So you can just put it there, and, like, she's probably going to do it because you don't even have to ask. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah (laughs) I know it's so funny even like in my content they're like the stuff that people make her do I'm like that's those were my ideas like I'm doing that willingly on my own (laughs) like no one is telling me you got to do this I am the one telling them hey we should try this let's do this I want to do this and then you do it five times same with the Vegemite should we discuss that okay Vegemite so I did this little let's try Australian food video and they gave me Vegemite. They told me that you as an Australian, the typical way that you eat Vegemite is a spoonful of it. So I took a massive spoonful of Vegemite. No one tells you how incredibly salty it is. And this like 
it's like this earthy, meaty kind of aftertaste. It's very odd and I can't really describe it. I almost threw up. I almost threw up. I swallowed. But I almost threw up. Fought through it. <laughs> I'm not a quitter. <laughs> and they were like, ha, 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 joke's on you after like two, three spoonfuls of this. So I was like, well, maybe we'll get better. It's acquired taste. No, it's not. They're like, no, we just spread like the teeniest, teeniest, littlest amount on toast with butter. And that's how we eat it. So I had like a year's worth of Vegemite and I felt so nauseous after like I had I told Sam I was like I had like the meat sweats you know when you eat a lot of meat and you're just like sweating and dying that's what I felt like I was laying in bed and I'm just like sweating profusely and I'm like I I think I I don't know if I got food poisoning or something but I just was dying dying didn't throw up nothing else but I was like just sweating like crazy I'm trying to understand like why they eat it, I guess, is my main question. Because does it have like crazy health benefits? I feel like you're eating so little. It's not like peanut butter. You don't like lather that shit on. It's like there's nothing here that I would equate it to with the small amount that they eat it. It was really high in some vitamin, vitamin C, maybe. They're like, it is, there is some nutrition value to it, but it's so high in sodium that you can't have a lot of it, which... Would have been nice to know. Would have been nice to know. Yeah, you definitely you got played for sure. And um, I wasn't in on it. If I was, I probably still wouldn't have told you. (laughs) No, you would not have. No, Um, it made for great content, great um, photos. It did. Yes, it did. Uh, We also went to the horse races in Flemington, which was really cool. My first experience at a horse race. We got dressed up. Um, we lost every single bet. I think how many every were there? single one. <laughs> we, we had two. We had two thousand dollars that we were able to spend in free bets from points bet, and we literally the balance was zero at the end. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. However, we were picking horses based on their names and nothing else to do with their actual performance. <laughs> We're picking like the the twelfth horse in the race. We're like, oh, great name, love love the the thing, the the, the, jo- the dressing or whatever it's called. I don't, it's called. I don't know what it's called. We were literally we literally knew nothing about it. And then, but everybody there, that's like a thing there. They go all the time. Um, they like grow up with it. It's like when yeah. you'll talk to someone, they're like, oh, I remember when my my grandpa took me to my first baseball game. And they're like, oh, I remember when my grandfather took me to my first horse race. What I think is crazy is they said that there's a horse race in November at the Flemington horse races that is like comparable to the waste management. People get, it's like the biggest one of the year. There's photos of like, there's an article every year of like people just getting hammered and like passing out in the horse race, like stadium, whatever it's called insane that, that, I mean, they probably look at golf and they're like, really, there's a tournament like that. But I thought it was crazy. I mean, we had fun. We had so much fun. I think the entire trip was such a success and it was so much fun. But yeah, we know nothing about horse racing at all. And I learned but nothing. we never claim to. That is true. But let's talk about something we also actually don't know much about. And that's the USGA rolling the golf ball back. Yeah. Um, I, I admitted that I just don't really understand anything about it on Twitter. And then somebody was like, yeah, she's really dumb. And I said, no, I literally said I don't understand it. And they were like, oh, I thought you were being funny. 
No, we were homeschooled. So like, I don't know what you want from us. <laughs> like, come on now. So basically the USJ decided to roll the ball back and a very simple explanation. They're making the ball go shorter and it's about 5%. So that's not much when you do think about it. It's like going from San Diego to Arizona. It won't make that big of a difference, but they're still doing it to preserve the game and the golf courses. They're saying that it's going to decrease the footprint and also preserve how the courses are set up because the guys are hitting it so much longer now that they can't keep lengthening the golf courses and it's just not going to play the way it was intended to play. I think it's stupid, especially because it's with the USGA and the RNA. So essentially this could only be adopted potentially in two tournaments, the US Open and the Open. The PGA Championship and the Masters are not tied into the USGA and the RNA. So they can decide on which golf ball they're going to use. The PGA Tour also can decide on what golf ball they want to use. If they decide that all PGA Tour players don't have to use the golf ball, then again, only about two tournaments. This is really tricky though. If they do decide to do it, then how is this going to affect college golfers and junior golfers? Do they decide to play the golf ball? Do they not decide to play the golf ball? I think with golf being in such a great spot right now, I don't know why they would do this. This is something that they've been talking about for 10 plus years now. Should have done it 10 years ago if you were going to make the change. Now, not the right time. The craziest part about about the whole thing to me is that, you know, when we see like, and you're going to think I'm going off on a tangent and it's going to come back. It's going to come full circle. Um, you know, when you see like amateur us amateur site secured for 2035, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to like be interested in golf in 2035. You think I care what golf course this tournament is at in 12 years from now. And they're going to do this allegedly in 2026 is the goal. And that just seems so far off to me. And maybe it's not when you think about all the production that the OEMs and stuff have to do. But to me, it seems so far off. And I guess my biggest issue with it, when you explain it like that, and thank you, I do kind of understand it now, is um, if it, I feel like it either needs to be across the board or not at all. Because if I was a tour player and my, and my game was changing, yeah, 5% isn't that much to us, but it kind of probably is to the pros. And my game was changing a significant amount for two tournaments a year. I would be annoyed as shit. And they are. You're not seeing a bunch of support from tour players. Justin Thomas came out and he was like, this is stupid. Like, I don't want to be involved in this. I don't want to have to deal with this. It's annoying and I don't like it. I think with getting more people involved in the game of golf, it's like in baseball when the steroids era hit. Everyone was just hitting home runs after home runs. And that got people really excited about baseball. Seeing these guys do superhuman things and hit the ball so far, it's interesting to watch. I love watching them bomb it as far as they can. And the truth is, if they were shooting 59 and lower every single tournament and driving par fours, I'd be like, okay, maybe let's let's roll it back a little bit. But you can make changes with equipment too. It doesn't have to just be the golf ball. But they're not. Golf is still hard. Golf is so incredibly hard. And I just... You still got to score. You still got to putt. You still got to do all these other things. Make the golf course harder. Grow the rough up. There's things that you can do. Changing the golf ball, just stupid. And again, a lot of people just don't understand it. They're not going to take the time to 
try to understand it. And again, it's just getting people this bad taste in their mouth when it comes to the game of golf. And I like Mike Wan. I think he's really smart and really great. And so this is a surprising decision that I feel like he is making. Yeah. And I feel like everybody, you know, we see a bunch of murmur about it on Twitter, especially for those few days last week. And it's like, first of all, if you, if you 20 handicap on Twitter, think you're playing with the same equipment that the pros are playing, you need a little bit of a reality check, first of all. And then second of all, like this isn't going to affect me or you or them. And so like, I understand you can disagree with it and you can like, think it's dumb. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like some people getting in like full fledged, like, name calling arguments. I'm like, can you guys go go play golf? Get off Twitter. Like get offline. Oh yeah. Full fled like brutal fights about this on golf Twitter. I mean golf Twitter is just something else. It truly, truly is. It is. You're never right and everyone wants to argue. I feel like it's more like arguing Twitter. I wonder if other corners of the internet are like this. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. I hope so. I hope it's not just this little corner of Twitter. Do you remember ch- chess Twitter when the guy was sticking the things up his butthole? I yes. was, I was. <laughs> that was one of our first podcasts together. History ever since. But I remember being on chess Twitter and people were outraged about that. And then there was a cheating scandal with a poker player like two weeks later. Same thing. So yeah, people just, I think it's just Twitter. People just get upset. And I think the thing is, it's like, they just want to prove how smart they are. I don't even think some of the people who are talking about the rollback with the golf ball even agree with it, but they just want to talk about it because they sound so smart. And they're like, I know all about this and you don't. And it's so embarrassing. I get secondhand embarrassment for those people, to be honest with you. Add it to the list. Things that embarrass me for you. Add it to the list. So we have the Valspar that happened. I didn't watch a second of it. I didn't either. I will give a shout out to my friend Nikki, who said that the Valspar winner should have paint spilled on him like Nickelodeon slime. I love that. And that I is think such a great idea. That would be an adorable touch. I would watch that. I didn't that. even know what Valspar was until a couple of years ago when they had that little paint can like coin. Yeah. That they were marketing all over the place. And I was like, what is that? Is it a paint can? And then I was like, oh, yeah. So I think it would be funny. Just slime them. We had Taylor Moore won. He, you know him. He, you, he played at Arkansas? Yep, Woo Pig. Um, I feel like Arkansas is a topic of a lot of our conversations with John Daly, with the NCAA tournament. I mean, yep. I'm just saying. But yeah, we, um, he was a year older than, or is a year older than me. Um, I will keep my comments brief if you would like to further investigate into Taylor Moore's life, feel free to Google Taylor Moore ESPN 2015 and see what comes up. And on that note, let's move on (laughs) to the WGC match play tournament. So when is in Austin, Texas, it's really fun. It's nice when there is a different format to break it up because I do think there's a bit of a stretch where it's like, you need to get through it. <laughs> you just need to get through it because you're from the, the LA swing, which I do really like the California swing. And yeah. then you're just waiting for the masters to come. And this is a good little, you know, little break in between a little different format. So JT is not playing because he said he hates the golf course. It is an interesting golf course. And it's interesting because of how you have to play it in match play compared to how you would play it in stroke play. But he says, I just don't play well there. So I'm not going. Can you relate to that? 
Yes. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. I had this course and they actually play an Epson tour event here um, at this course still. And I just, I can't even look at the leaderboard. I get like such bad PTSD. It's mission in here in Orlando, Florida, the golf course itself, there's nothing wrong with it. I just always played so bad there. And we always had either like districts or regionals there. And so I would play bad there and at a terrible time in the season to play bad. When I was actually playing well, I would just go there and play bad. And so finally, I think it was after my sophomore year, my coach was like, you don't have to go back there. You can just not play there anymore. And I haven't been back since. I have so many golf courses like that. The one that pops into my mind, I'm very mental on the golf. Even when we're playing New South Wales, there's a ton of blind tee shots. I'm like, I can't do blind tee shots. I can't do it. For me, it's off the tee. If a course looks shitty off the tee, I will not play well there because there's something with my driver in tournaments. I had the yips and I'm like, I need a wide open fairway. <laughs> I need to not see any trees, any OB, no water. I always played terrible in Florida because all the golf courses had so much water and it just really messed me up. There was this course at the Heather Farr was a big AJGA invitational that was played there every single year it was at longbow and there was something about that golf course that just really messed me up and i hated playing there and again it's a beautiful golf course like there's nothing wrong with the golf course but every single time i played there i would get like really nervous like i would not sleep the night before i would dread playing there i hated playing there in tournaments those golf courses are tough especially off the tee like new south wales i feel like if you played it a couple times, you would like have a better idea of where some of the holes you're standing on T-Bucks, you're like, I don't where know do I go? where this is going. And so, but those golf courses, I mean, they're tough. Um, I mean, I haven't missed a fairway since 94. So like, I can't relate to that, but um, <laughs> you need to get, we need to dial in your driver before this match. You know, it wasn't bad though when it was I great. But you're, you're you, up here. It's, it's I know, terrible. but it's all mental. It's all mental with me. Like I'm fine all of a sudden. Like again, tournaments, and I'm like, I, I just can't swing. I my whole body tightens up, and I forget how to swing the golf club. I just after impact, I just stop. I don't follow through. I just stop. And that's where that snap hook comes from. Yeah, when you that's, stop that's then... it. That's we love that snap hook. Yeah, I, I, I've always been like that. I've always choked under pressure with golf. I never played well. But if there was a golf course that looked great off the tee, done. Nice. Fire and all cinders. Loved it. Yeah. I love that though. Yeah, I don't know. Those golf courses that don't sit well to the eye, like a lot of we both hit draws. And so shots yeah. or dog legs to the right is like, I'm like, I don't even know what to do here. Can I aim right and like draw it over the corner? Like <laughs> that's always my answer. I'm like, I'm just going to aim further right and then draw it. And my dad's like, what the hell was that? I'm like, I, it's in the fairway. So it's fine. Win money betting on golf this year. Betting on golf is fun, but picking winners isn't easy. BetSports Golf has the data, tools, and experts to turn your Sundays into paydays. Members get in-depth articles, research tools, and our team's picks each and every week. If you had bet $100 on every wager the BetSports Golf team had recommended last year, you'd be up nearly $10,000. For a limited time, you can head to BetSportsGolf.com to get a special price on a year-long subscription. Let's get into I said what I said. So Brooks Kepka said back in the day that he doesn't 
get up for anything but the majors. He doesn't care about anything but the majors. He only practices for the majors. Kind of agree with that. Big agree. I think there's every single Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm like, there's no way there's another golf tournament this week. There's no way. Like you look at, I mean, I understand with other sports, they're similar and like basketball and baseball are forever all the time. But like there's, I feel like there's too much golf. And that's probably a hot take because diehard golf fans are going to be like, there's not enough golf. I'm like, you physically cannot squeeze any more into the calendar. I'm trying to think about the difference between why we get burnt out on golf compared to other sports where you're right. It's, you know, the Monday night football, Thursday night, you know, Sunday and we have, you know, Saturday for college. And it's like, you have all these games all the time. And with basketball and baseball, it's always on. But I think it's because you're not watching every single team and every single game you're watching your team play. And so it's really not that much when you think about it in those terms. And also I feel like, when you tune into a basketball game or baseball game, you're just watching the game. But with golf, it's like they try to make it into like this big storyline or this big thing. And it's like, it's the Faust bar. And it's all day. It's all day long. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I think it is, you know, because Ori, my boyfriend is obsessed with the Orlando magic, which like, that's really sad because they are really bad, but like he'll, we'll be at dinner and he'll pull it up on his phone and he'll watch it. it. But it's just like an hour. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. But then I was thinking about it. Like, imagine if I was watching golf on my phone for every time it was on, that would be insufferable. You would break up with me like that. There's yeah. so much golf. And I feel like now with the live, the live tour kind of marketed itself with, um, you know, not having to play as much, having more time at home. And now they've added a few tournaments and the contract isn't what it seems. And like, and now with the live tour, um, you know, being opposite the PGA tour, there's even more golf that we kind of should pay attention to, at least to the storylines. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I just, every single Wednesday, I'm like, there's no fucking way that there's more golf on tomorrow. Like you have to be absolutely joking. Do you think, Maybe if the TV coverage was better and more engaging that you would feel differently about the product? Hot take, no. Because you know I don't really like watching golf in person because you don't get to see much. Like, yeah, you get to see tiger walking down the fairway but like i would rather see every single shot he hits and every single shot everybody else hits from the comfort of my couch with uber eats like it just i don't i feel like watching golf on tv is so much better because especially actually i'm not even going to go there i was going to say especially at the masters because then you don't have your phone to watch the score that's i'm going to get canceled for that but basically um i don't know i feel like i feel like golf coverage has made a huge stride do you agree I do, but I I get what you're saying too, where I think, yes, it's fun to attend golf events, but watching it on TV is so much easier because of the way you're not in stands, so you don't have that elevated view. And so if you're five, six, seven rows deep, you can't see anything and you're running to the next hole and you're only seeing maybe a shot or two. And if you stick out at one green or one tee box, you'll see a ton of players come through. But the viewer experience is so much better on TV. But I think something I love about the Masters, for example, is that you they have all the different groups that you can follow, or they have like the Amen Corner camera, or they have um, the the highlight groups that you should follow, and that's what I really enjoy because there are some players that you do just want to watch their rounds. 
through completion. And I think giving more options like that would be very interesting. Instead of like cutting here and cutting here and cutting here and cutting here, it would be cool to be like, okay, I just want to watch Max Homa from first all the way for the entire round through 18. I think having some players like that doing their entire round of golf would be really interesting. I don't know. Remember when the Masters came out with their featured coverage? Um, what was that? Probably like four or five years ago. It was yep. a couple of years before COVID. How have we not figured out how to do that with the other golf tournaments? They just do everything better. I, like th- Their website is better. Their app is better. I, I, maybe just because it's only one time per year that they can put all of their resources into doing that compared to if you're doing it week in and week out, it would probably just be unbelievably expensive to be able to produce that level of quality every single week. I feel like there's something that we have to learn from that. And especially how much everybody loves it. Like everybody makes a big deal over downloading the master's app the week of the master's. Like it's a whole thing and it always is a thing. And I feel like there's just something that the PGA tour and the other organizations can learn from how well they do that. Yeah. I understand it's probably expensive and a lot of resources, but One thing we haven't talked about, which that's my fault for not including it in the rundown. What is this road to the masters video game thing? Wait, what? Did you see the, okay. (laughs) Okay. Augusta national to host road to the masters invitational on Sunday, April 2nd. So this is the week. This is a Sunday before the final Sunday of the masters. So Sunday, Sunday that starts tournament. This was yesterday. Um, They announced that they will host road to the masters invitational the eve of the first official practice round. Following the conclusion of the Drive, Chip, and Putt National Finals, celebrity participants will assemble to compete in the soon-to-be-released EA Sports PGA Tour Road to the Masters video game. It's going to be live-streamed on Masters.com, on the Masters social media, EA on Twitch, on ESPN+, Plus, the ESPN app. It's literally going to be... There's three commentators, Rich Lerner, Amanda Renner, Michael Collins, and Marty Smith, excuse me, four teams of two people will play in an alternate shot format on EA Sports PGA Tour. And it's like celebrities, a video game. And it's going to be like in the press building of the Masters. So it's like the golf course is like right there. Are they real celebrities or is it like golf media celebrities? A cross-section of participants from the world of sports, entertainment, gaming, and social media. We'll so, yeah, okay, in. so it's the same 10 people that they always use for everything. Got it. Okay, check that one off. Road to the Masters, the game will be available worldwide that Friday. The full list of participants will be revealed at a later date. Yeah, I got beef with EA Sports because, <laughs> just hear me out. Why am I not in the video game? Yeah, that was a whole thing. People ask me if they can play as me in that video game, the PGA Tour video game. I have gotten so many comments about that and was never approached, never asked to do any of like the promotion, be involved with it, nothing at all. And I don't want to like toot my own horn, but like toot toot, I have the biggest following with men who play video games in all of golf, not just golf media, but golf. 
And they are like not stuffy or conservative. So it's like a little cleavage, like won't hurt them at all. And they, they have like people playing in bunny suits. Like it's not serious. Yeah, I can't be a video game character. I was born to be a video game character. That is my calling in life. My dimensions are a video game character. I need this. And it's and, and they don't they don't do anything about it. I mean, yeah, EA Sports, we got beef. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. And there was a whole, there were a bunch of events surrounding it at the Super Bowl or in Phoenix that week. And yeah, we were all kind of like questioning the the whole strategy there of the people that they included. So and I'll, I'll send a strongly worded email. <laughs> that yeah, can never hurt. Playing around podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Sam? I'm going to make my own video game. Oh. Yeah. You heard it here first. I'm going to write this down since this is the first I'm hearing of it. Uh, March 21st, 1056 AM. Paige is going to make her own video game. I'm doing it. Are you texting Jeremy right now? (laughs) That was just the push I needed. There you go. Why be in other people's video video games? Game pronto. (laughs) Why be in other people's video games when you can simply create your own? Just a trailblazer, Sam. It's it's hard. It's, it's hard. You know, it's it's hard being the backbone of the entire golf industry. Someone's got to do it, though. My back is hurting. My back is <laughs> I can imagine. Hurting. Oh my god. Okay, let's get into TNA and let's let's run through these because there's a few. We had this discussion yesterday, actually. So nobody asked this. I just threw I threw it in this rundown because I thought it was a funny conversation that we had. What would our reality TV show be called? I got beef. <laughs> I got beef with blank. Every episode is a different person or thing you have beef with. And the reality TV show is just us going to confront them. Us I, knocking on the EA door, sports door like, hello. At, at this point, am I the problem? <laughs> is it me? Is am it I me? the problem? <laughs> oh, Paige, I don't know. It depends on how long that list gets. It's a short list. It's a good but short list. If you're on the list, you know who you are. My name for our reality TV show idea was, can I be mean for a sec? Because <laughs> I feel like we say that all the time. And it's literally not even about anybody or anything. We just say it in places where it doesn't even really fit. Well, mostly it's about each other. Yeah, literally. I'll be like, mm, your hair not really working today. Can I be mean for a sec? That shirt just isn't it. <laughs> yeah um okay now that you- mostly hold on can i be mean for a sec you're not doing well as a partner right now in golf sam said that to me multiple times throughout this match that we played okay but the thing is was i right <laughs> right okay my back was hurting too much from carrying golf media so you gotta carry me yeah that's fair um now that you've played some new courses what are your current top three favorites oh that's tough I feel like I have to put New South Wales in there. You don't have to, but I feel like you should. I feel like I should. I feel like I should. Cypress, number one, by far. Most beautiful golf course I've ever played. Shadow Creek, number two, just because I love the vibe there. Number three, New South Wales. Number four, probably Royal Melbourne. Number five, Liberty National. I like those. Those are good. Number six, Wingfoot. I'm stopping at six. Well, I asked for three, so you've now doubled my request. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Just to get um, 
What's coming up soon on OnlyPage? Ooh, we have a ton of stuff in the works right now. So most of the, I think almost all of the Australian content from the trip is up on OP. We started this new series called Bucket List Courses. So I walk through the signature holes at New South Wales and also Royal Melbourne, which should be up fairly soon. The thing about OnlyPage, which I don't think people realize compared to my other content, is that this is at higher quality. And it takes time to edit, to produce, to put everything together. And I think it's more than worth it. And so we can't just shoot this stuff and put it the, up the day of. Like we, th- There's some editing that has to, and by some, a lot of editing that has to go into this. And so in Florida, we shot this long instructional series on course management and shot shaping and all of this different stuff. And that's going to be trickling down pretty soon. But that takes time to shoot and also to edit all of the photo shoots that I do as well. They're not just selfies that I can upload easily. And so we're putting a lot of time and effort into OP. We have all the master's content coming. Uh, if you're a member of OP, you're going to get First exclusive access to not one, but two towels. And one of the towels is just for OP members. I almost think it's that one's better than the other one. I like that one just a little bit more. They're really good. All birthday content. I did a really fun photo shoot. The behind the scenes of it is up right now. Um, like I said, so much golf content. I, I, there's just so much. I mean, I, I can't even tell you. So many photos from Australia too. I feel like every, like you were like in our camera roll on only page. There's so many photos up from all the stuff that we did. Over, I mean, 50 plus pieces of content are going to be dropping uh, or have dropped and, you know, even more will be dropping. So there's so much content on there and we're pumping it out as quickly as we can and almost honestly, almost daily we're putting things up there. So uh, make sure you go subscribe. I'm putting a lot of effort into it. It's something that I really enjoy. It's definitely a passion project. And I don't think people realize too that, you know, I'm funding all of this. You know, it's not something that a partner is paying for. It's like, this is something that I want to do. And I keep putting my own money back into it to keep making it better and, you know, doing giveaways and all these other things. And so um, I think there's a lot of value that comes from being an OP member. And it's not just the pay. I mean, yes, we love the pictures and the videos, but like, just with the giveaways we've done with the built shirt and the bag boy stuff, I mean, that pays for your annual membership alone. And so it's like realizing that there's a lot of value add and that's only the beginning, just in the only first the beginning. Months. Yeah. Really, really excited. So what else? Anything else? You already talked about the Augusta towel. Talked about the Augusta towel, but we did not mention that I am hosting a party in Augusta during the Masters, the Wednesday of the Masters. So if you are in Georgia, buy tickets. It'll be so much fun. I can't wait. We have Jimmy Allen who is going to be performing. It is going to be so, so, so good. Are you excited, Sam? I'm excited because, I mean, we've both been to Augusta and there's like not a ton to do there unless you really fancy a good chain restaurant, which I mean, we do. So we'll be hitting those up too. But um, yeah, I think it's going to bring a different kind of vibe to Augusta on that Wednesday, which I think will be really cool. So I'm really excited. Really excited about that. It would be a really good kickoff to their invitational video game. Oh, that's the Sunday before. But yeah. (laughs) We'll be, we'll be hopefully still riding the wave of excitement from that. <laughs> Can 
I be mean for a second? Yeah. <laughs> and one other thing is I would say we're looking at doing a giveaway from the master's merchandise building. If there's something specific you guys think we should include, let us know. Ooh. I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. We have so much coming up, more travel, everything for OP, um, birthday, so much other Wait, fun. yeah. Wait. 43 minutes into the podcast, I forgot to mention that it's your birthday on Sunday. Yeah, I'm turning 30. The big 3 The big dirty 30. The what big are, dirty What 30. are our plans? Um, <laughs> Nothing. I will be doing a strip club shoot. TBD. Silence. Silence. Crickets. That's on Friday. <laughs> Uh, no, I work all the time and, um, that's, that's fun for me. So that, that'll be it. Just got to keep this rolling. So now I'm 30. I'm like expired fucking milk. Like I'm about to just curdle up and die on the shelf. So I gotta, gotta get it all in before, as the followers would say, before my looks fade and I am left with nothing but self-hatred. Well, you have that to lean on. Yeah. That, that'll, that'll keep me going for a little bit. I have probably five to ten years of self-hatred. Did you ask for LASIK for your birthday? <laughs> I should, though. I can't see you. You should because I did, and I called my mom the other day, and I was like, so where are we at? And now I keep getting – so I have YouTube TV, which, like, I guess Ori was saying that it, like, takes your Google searches and stuff and then gives you commercials based on them, which is, like, really – that's a lot. I don't even know if that's true or if he was just saying that to get me to shut up. And now I'm getting like LASIK commercials all the time on TV while we're watching sports. And I'm like, this is too much. I will say with the LASIK stuff, if something says it's a thousand dollars off, it's probably too expensive. (laughs) So I'm, you know, that's why I'm hoping that my parents, it's going to be my parents' problem. That should be the name of your reality TV show. That's not my problem. That's what it should be called. (laughs) Not my circus, not my monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) On that note... Thanks for listening. As always, don't forget to send us any questions or requests on the Playing Around podcast account. We are always active on there. Don't forget to leave five stars. You know, Sam, what I want for my birthday? A five-star review? I want a five-star review. And that's all I want. So if you guys are listening and you haven't done that already, make sure to do that and leave a nice review. Just wish me a happy birthday. That would be the best birthday gift of all. And I can't wait to report back next week on how my birthday ended up going. See y'all. We're going to be at a strip club in three days. So (laughs) we'll be doing just fine. (laughs) Bye. Bye. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. PointsBet exclusive lightning bets mean you can bet live on the next play minute by minute or build the perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets right in the middle of the action. With PointsBet, you can cash out before the game is over and get your money instantly. Plus, every day at 6 p.m. Eastern, there's PointsBet Power Hour where customers get bet credits, boosted odds, and more. So download the PointsBet app today and sign up with code PAGE in any of PointsBet's live states to get a second chance on your first five bets up to 100 each. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager and bet credits. Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net.